0: Hi guys, my name is Mfonobong Edem and you're listening to a brand new episode of What's Your Story podcast. As usual, we'll be discussing a very sensitive issue. My guest has chosen to remain anonymous for reasons best known to him. Today actually we'll be speaking about the chronicles of a pastor's kid, church and mental health.
1: Before I begin, I would like to read some verses of the Bible. We're talking about church today. So I'm reading from Matthew chapter chapter 6 from verse 9 to 13. After this manner, therefore pray thee, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And the second, yes, the second Bible portion I am about to read is Matthew, yes, Matthew chapter 5. Again, Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 to 10. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. At this point, I would have said hallelujah. I know that's you the the, the the things we do in church. day, At the end of the day, <laughs> the, of the, day um, the topic is very sensitive because it's going to touch a lot of people. And we shouldn't forget that... Okay, uh, I think our host, they don't mention it. I'm also a preacher's kid, like pastor, pastor, or Omo, or more pastor, you understand? So we have lots of issues surrounding it. We have unnecessary pedestals, unnecessary... Dreams or necessary moral values imposed on pastors' kids. And that has gone a long way to affect a lot of them. For example, now, I grew up in one of the. I'm going to mention the church actually. <laughs> I grew up in a zemis of God, yes. Okay, they have this group called the Levites, like pastor children. And the welfare of the pastor children are not even taken care of, first of all. When I mean welfare, it's not money alone. You understand? It's not money alone. And for other churches too they have this thing of them um, okay let's do i love my pastor this one this one this one yes they, ah your pastor's child wow welcome ah makes sense pastor how many how many children four boys two girls five boys two girls two girls two boys one boy three girls one boy two boys and like one boy two girls right people now start using these children as moral compasses they've forgotten that i am human first They've forgotten that um, as a human being, I would make mistakes. And being a Christian and my daily work with Jesus would help me clear up those mistakes. They believe that, when you're born a pastor's child. Bam! God sanctified you from heaven. You come down. Uh, you're pure. For they shall see God, Abbey. By the end of the day, it gets more than that. For example, I'm going to cite this. Somebody smokes in my church. Smokes Indian hemp, And I, too, also smoke. If I smoke and the guy smokes, people like they will not disturb the guy. They Always come ah, ah for the young pastor now. You're a pastor, Australia, why would you smoke? I haven't your father been telling you? You've forgotten that there are origins of things like peer pressure. You've forgotten there are things like environment where we are what we are exposed to. Our phones, uh, the media, whatever we are feeding off. Because that's another thing. So people tend to believe that oh, since now pastor picking now, you know supposed to do like that, and it is weird. It goes a long way to affect the pastor's kids' mental health. Now, not just the pastor's kids. Okay, let me shift this small. And then uh, let me just go to the pastor now. Our daddies. We thank God for them. Ah, the mighty men of God. We bless God for them <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> at the end of the day I would start with them because the issue of the mental health you know in, in our daily we say anything if I would I'm gonna get night freedom mm-hmm. means that okay let me try to rephrase that anything that affects the head will affect every part of the body imagine somebody has a tumor tumor it may be one of the areas of the brain or something you see the whole body will be affected so let's use the head Yes, we're talking about church and mental health with the Chronicles of a Pastor's Kid. So I'm going to tell my story from that point. Imagine your father is a pastor, your mother is a pastor of a congregation, and we have seven days in a week. These seven days, we, uh, let's say we hold programs for four days, four to five days. Mondays, we have something called inquirer's class where we learn like new intakes. They come around to learn the Word of God. On Tuesday, general Bible class, on Wednesday, prayer meeting. Thursday, uh, what's it called? Um, choir practice. Any other thing. Friday, we have, for people that are teaching Sunday school, we, they have um, programs. Saturday, preparations for church, choir practice, teachings, and uh, all those kind of stuff. Sunday, the D Day. Oh, praise the Lord. And that cycle continues. And we believe that the pastor is superhuman. And I'll say it in the words of Ken Franklin the preacher isn't God, religion's first mistake. I'll say it again the preacher isn't God religion's first mistake you don't expect you know we have issues of like yes we need to come meet the pastor you have issues with your kid you meet the pastor you have issues in your marriage you meet the pastor you have issues with finances most times you meet the pastor you have issues with um, your leg you meet the pastor you have issues spiritual attack and you meet the mm-hmm. pastor everything you meet the pastor counseling your marriage you meet the pastor. And that means you're not the only person in church. Let's say the pastor pastors, he has, a, he has a congregation of over 200 people. And seven days a week, let's cut it down to five, five days a week, the pastor has to do, do accounts, he has to do administrative work in church. And with all these things he's doing, the question is, and you're bringing more stress to him. Now, I'm a medic, so I'll tell you that from the medical point of view, stress is any perceived threat to the normalcy of the human being. So the the pastor here is stressed hearing your stories, hearing your issues, trying to pray to the Holy Spirit to help him, trying to fast so that he would give you good counsel and see how you would work, like you work out. Yes, The things you have, you work out. And then you're boring the pastor with calls and everything. Oh, Papa, he's really married. Daddy, he did not do this one. uh. Daddy, she did not do this one. uh. Daddy, my son, my son, he went to school, he calls, all those kind of things. Now the question is, How does, and then most times, the church makes him angry. When I mean the church, the people, when I mean the church, not just the denomination, denomination, because I'm going to talk about them, the church as the organization and the church as a people, me and you. The church, at that point, they tend to uh, make the pastor angry. And where do you think the the, the pastor would would let this off? Let it off on the children. You make the pastor angry, you make him frustrated. He's telling you, do this, you say no. Do this, you say no, you're so adamant. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Jesus Christ himself. And he's telling you, no, God says that you tell you, you should do this, don't do it this way, and then you're adamant. So affect him as a human being. And will get angry, and where does that, where does he vent off? If not his wife, it is his children. And what do you think that child raised in that situation would do, would be like, would look like, would behave like. The child would always be timid Does not have anybody to speak up because either the father is somewhere in church reading the Bible, arranging lessons for the next prayer program or is settling an issue and I come back from school and I feel this deep level of depression, deep level of hate, deep level of abuse or whatever from school or from anywhere even in church and I can't just go and report, I can't just walk up to my dad and tell my dad, oh that this will happen because of what? He's not around it's not always around. They are not always around. They are not always available. And so I, I know that churches have set out different units for different purposes. But I plead that churches, please, all churches as the organization, please, can people just help us to set out a unit for mental health? Your wives, the pastors, and their children. We need that unit. It's not just units for accounts. Units for instruments. You need like the head organization, the head body of the church, should set out that unit because it will help a lot. Pastors commit suicide. Pastors go into depression. They come every day to church and talk to you and preach the word of God, and we feel they are superhumans and everything. Funny enough, let me tell you a funny story and a very okay. Jesus Christ, yes. Let's use Jesus a like, very because he's the he's the uncle, right? Mm. Jesus a night, not even a night when he was about to be taken away to be crucified. Jesus was very, very depressed. He was struggling with himself. Like, ah, which kind will I be? which kind better of I go be? die like this. So he called three of his disciples. Now this is the significance. He called people to help him pray to to carry the burden of the pastor and he came around to the garden and was praying to a point that he sweat and his blood mixed together that was he even asked the father ah if this cup is is to be like please please take it away from me take it away from me but at the end of the day what happened he prayed prayed and still said well if it is your will yes let it be like that and funny enough, God, if the Father had to send angels to comfort him, you know, telling him, you have to still go ahead with the walk. So if Jesus could feel that way, and let's not forget, the Bible also says that Jesus was tempted in, like, his weakness, but he did not fall. You get, it shows that Jesus, being 100% human, 100% God, also felt these things. You know, he felt these things, and at that point, he was not happy. He felt these things and he felt depressed. So let's not see pastors or pastors shouldn't ask, hey, they are one superhuman. Ah, oh, you don't have to do this. You don't have to smoke. Even if somebody trusts me, you don't have to. They are also human beings. They have to grow through it. They have their own experiences, you know. But I'm not saying that pastors keep listening to me. See, the truth is, don't allow these things to disturb you. Don't allow these things to. to like, yes, to give you that courage to go around and do something crazy. It is not needed. Because at the end of the day, the question will be asked. Was it worth
0: it? I actually feel the expectations people have of preacher's kids and kids of clergymen triggers situations where you hear that oh a child at home he or she is properly dressed, mm-hmm. properly behaved, and then they go out to let's say school or maybe go visiting
1: friends, friends spouse, yeah.
0: yeah, and then they act all it's like there is a switch in the personality yeah, 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 yeah. although I want to understand that most of the times it may come from a place of uh, trying to uphold our own religious beliefs. Are there times where you had to act a certain way, not be yourself, try to you know please everybody and maybe ask yourself okay how am I supposed to act? Maybe at times you want to do something but then you Hold yourself back and be like, okay, yeah, hey, but again, Pastor, am I supposed to do this? Is this right? You won't ask yourself, is this right for me? The question that always comes to your mind first might be, oh, is this right for the church? Is this right for the image of my father or the image of my mother? So, you being a preacher's kid, how did you deal with those comments?
1: Okay, so, well, at the end of the day, those comments are heartbreaking. Now I would say shout out to Protector Sheba, one very good gospel rapper in Nigeria. He said the blogs like the preacher man's gist. Every blog wants to hear gist from church. Every blog wants to hear. Ah, I talk um, that pastor. No, no need. They, ah, that. Ah, not so then they, 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 they just the do so. Huh? So for me, how did I deal with it? I. <laughs> It's crazy. It's very, very, it's crazy because I just had to develop thick skin. I'm sorry to say, but I'm numb. Of which it is not good. Being the first child, child of a very strict pastor. I know how the church I just mentioned how strict they are on pastors' kids. When sometimes you'd be in school, people are playing football and you're also playing, and maybe a fight breaks out. Every other person is fighting. You feed their one side though, or feed just they try to separate the fight. The talk will go reach your papa, or will go reach your, say, It's so weird. So you don't even know, and now your dad believes that after all the word of God, he has put inside you. <laughs> you need to live well. And at the end of the day, he's hearing that you are fighting. You go collect. You, you go collect. And you're like, I don't even fight. And I'm collecting beatings for not even fighting. Okay, tomorrow I will fight now. Tomorrow I will fight, if that's the case. And somebody comes, and people would, people have this thing of unnecessarily coming to poke you, to see how you respond. Now, for, for, okay, so there's this martial artist I follow. He has, he said something, he said, his therapist told him, do not react, always respond. I never knew that early, it was a recent years I knew it. But I saw that, okay, that before now that i i tilted towards that and dealing with it is not easy to i it's not easy to just get over it you have to be exposed to a lot of things to be to get over it you need to be exposed to a lot of informations that will help you to get over it okay uh, you, you come to church okay pastor's kid and um as i cited earlier you're smoking there was no okay why is he smoking a child that was trained by a very strict man why is he smoking they will not act okay. And now the church hates to attack anything from the roots. I'll say it again. The church hates to attack anything from the roots. They like attacking it from the fruits instead of the roots. Like, what happened? After all the verses, after all the things the Bible has told us not to do, and you're doing them. Okay, young man, why not act as because the Bible has told us that, okay, if somebody falls, we are the church we should take the person up. Have you taken me up? Now, they expect that the pastor needs to pray and you get healing. Mental health healing, psychotic issues. Ah, God is using this man. Who heals the healer? Who takes care of the, of the caregiver? People don't ask that question. They believe I made a comment. The pastor has everything. Now, the most pastors don't react to it well. They'll punch you. They will insult you. How, how do you for, that's when, for me? When you come up with that thing, I'll tell you, for I me, mean, I'll tell you I'm a human being. That's what I always did. I'm a human being. I am to make those mistakes so as to learn. My experiences will be different from the experiences you have. Because you already put me on a pedestal that I did not ask. That was according to when we were in heaven and God was packaging us our parents. He know, not say, You that is going there. You are. He told her, You are going to be a pastor's child. But then he did not say, You will become a pastor. But funny enough, most of the people, like pastors' kids, end up becoming pastors. Most fail. <laughs> most fail in that because that's not what God called them to do. God could call them and say, Okay, you could be the evangelist to the orphan orphans, like go to the orphanage and know because my pastor is you know people have these stories now I'm going to use another example like very popular example in Nigeria Bishop Idaoza, late Bishop Idaoza the son is not that but if Idaoza teaches you the word you, you would so enjoy listening to him teach the father was also teaching but he operated in a different form of the ministry when the son became a pastor and took over from him, never married in Nigeria, went to marry a white man. Oh, God of mercy and compassion. That was the, was a lot of strife. So I'm, sometimes I put my I ask myself, put yourself in those shoes. How would you respond to it? Like, so for me, I'm like, I'm a human being first. Say anything you want to say, I'm a human being. First. That's how I dealt with it. I'm like, when I'm done, I'll now sit down and tell myself, okay, my mom used to say something. Ask yourself, was it worth it? So whatever you did, and people are shouting for you, after the whole party is done, just sit down and ask yourself, was it worth it? You understand? And the mental health aspect is that when you contrally poke a pastor's child, you see that they become timid. They can't express themselves. They can't be who they are supposed to be. They can't even make the mistakes so that you correct them and they learn. You see that people will say, oh, when they go to campus, they get wild. Why would they get wild? Because that's the only form of freedom they have. That's the only place they feel that, okay, I can live my life, and nobody's here to say, guy or babe, no be so he's supposed to be. So it takes you, over the years, discipline, and you telling yourself, that's another thing, self-determination, self-discipline, that's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Discipline, like self-control. Guy, No, don't do like this. It's not just about your father. You as a Christian, how would you want... No, because people are looking up to you, whether we like it or not. As pastor, people are looking at us, people are looking up to us. Ah, if pastor picking feet smoke, if pastor of picking feet do shower walk, if pastor picking feet uh, they the push drugs, if pastor picking feet, feet they take codeine, if they take cocaine, why are no good take up? So you too, you also have to put that to yourself as okay, not just being a pastor's child, I'm also a Christian. What would Jesus do? Was it worth it? So that's how I dealt with it, when they come up with those things. For example, I was a very stubborn human being. God! I was extremely stubborn. And my dad, when they come up, I, like I'll go to school. So funny enough, I attended the school. And the school was... Okay, so most of the teachers in that school were in our church. So I can't forget this particular experience. The woman used to teach us business studies. And she entered class. And by that time, I was in the library. So, for two hours, she was teaching in class. I was not in the library. Sent someone to come and come and said, like, Guy, I did read. You know, this man went to report to my father that I don't used to attend class. Right in front of me. My father got angry and... And my father did some things that I'm not proud to say. Yeah. I'm not proud at all to say it. He yeah. did some things to me. and Like, okay, no problem. I told her, Ma, I will not attend your class till I finish this school. I don't attend your class, Ma. And you will not do anything. You report to my father. My father will beat me. My father will, will do anything he wants to do, but I will not attend your class. She asked me, who is losing? I say yes, I will lose, but I will be reading in the library during your period. I will get notes. I will copy. And that was how I did. I, I, I still passed. I still passed at the end of the day. So, you see, it, imagine someone does something, and then every time you are scolding the person and doing stuff, you, you cause that child to recede. That child will not have that boldness to be able to. And then, funny enough, remember I established the fact that pastors our fathers are not, are not always around. So each child does it in and feels like, okay, let me just go and tell my father. And the father is not around. And tends to keep that. The devil will capitalize on that. Okay, you can do it. You can do it on that, you know? So that affects that child. That cycle has to be broken. Fathers, pastors, please be there for your children. Be there for your children. Create time and be there for your children. It is not every time you carry that Koboko or whip and everything. If God carries Koboko for stand standard, you understand? Daddies, mommies, you should help us. God will carry Koboko every time. He pardons us, most, and he talks to us. He has mercy on us. Why won't he show the same mercy to your children? And for me, I'm going to also say something sensitive, yeah. I don't know if my father will listen to this. My father's mental health went down the drain because of how he's a missionary. And imagine going to the mission and people are coming lots of stuff and everything. And because of that, he reacted weirdly towards us. The same issues he would settle in church about somebody's child. If we do those kind of things, my father would beat. My father would beat us. Like, my father would molest. I don't want to use the word molest. He would in the Bible, we we'll say a normal. Like my father would do crazy things to us. It was when I grew up, I now found out that oh it was his mental health that is, is at stake here of this man because he feels so angry. That's where he vents his frustration, his children and his wife. And I have seen a lot of pastors go through that. Now funny enough, we don't know that people are looking at this. It's not just it's a, it's a crazy, ridiculous cycle. People are looking at it and like if a pastor can do this to his children, so to seem as if it is pretentious. The pastor does not beat that member's child that did the same mistake like that. But he beats and wounds his child with the same issue. And people are looking at him like, ah, if pastor you do this kind of thing, ah, you don't cast too. So please, fathers, it's not every Mothers, pastors, preachers, clergymen, lay preachers. It's not, not be so, then they do things. Because if God, they do the same thing to us, we know for survive fish today. So there was this, I'll, I'll tell another story, there was this particular one that he did, and I and I said, and I told him, Daddy, this one is not working. I told him, Daddy, see this one? It's not working. That was the first time I talked back to my father. How old were you? I was when basically, I think I was around 12. 12. Yes, I was 12. I had to talk with him, daddy, this one, you know, work. ah, the man was shocked. Like, yes. And by, by the grace of God, with, with um, um, careful studies, careful listening, you understand, he has changed for the better. am like, our oh, children are growing up, daddy. You know? And mommy, yes, and everybody started telling him, that you need to seek help, you need to help yourself, because this will not end well. You understand? Okay, a very popular rapper called Jay-Z, we always say, hey, Jay-Z he says he's what he does, he's the God, he's blah 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 blah. When I heard the story of why he he, he stands away from Christianity, I just pitied the guy. His grandfather was a pastor, one of the, if I mentioned the name himself, you we would know all these people that read books. His father was one of the foremost evangelists in America. But guess what? His father was always molesting his daughter. I mean sexually. So Jay-Z being a child, seeing how his father i mean his grandfather sorry molesting his aunt like that it was like and this man will preach on sunday and miracles will come down and things will be happening he's like this god is, is 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 partial, is fake and that affected him so he had to go for therapy i think 20 i think 23 or 24 years down the line after that experience to even be able to okay okay so it's not all pastors i have that kind of thing for me i used to at some point i used to think that okay that if a pastor's kid does, does not have wounds or beatings. He's not a pastor's kid. Because my father did some crazy things to us. And not just us, not just my father. I could see pastors, pastor's children, a lot of them going through that same issue. So it was bad. But for me, how did I do it? I say I'm human being out. Like, I grew numb. I was like, then with the grace of God, I've been trying to um, heal. That's another thing. That is everybody who's healed. It might take two years, but here, ask God to help you. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. Be, like anybody, I, I repeat, anybody that wants to feel it, just go stay with the pastor for two months, and you go feel him, you go collect, get some help.
0: How did you feel when your dad gave different reactions to the same problem? Like, okay, they brought in someone that stole meat from the pot, and then he said, oh, go and pray for him. I'm 23 in the morning, <laughs> this in the afternoon, that's yeah, in the day. And
1: okay, you don't have to steal your dad will be my mm-hmm. I will be. You don't have to steal you, we'll teach you the word of mm-hmm. God. No, okay, let's do it like this. Let's not allow you to go to the picture and everything. Mm-hmm.
0: And then when it came to your turn, he used the rod. How did you feel about that?
1: Event? I felt bad. Don't even stress it I felt bad. I felt like this God, like God was fashion. Imagine a child going up feeling like that. God was partial. In the Bible, I've read, okay, Lazar, the children of Samuel and everything, and, yeah, priest and all those kind of things. But, ah, ah. Like, that, that it is not it, too. He you would, you would do things. They will do things. And you're like, ah. Imagine, okay. This is like the funny side. Fasting, they announced fasting for church. By next week, Monday, fasting will start. Pastor's children, don't they start... Pastor and his family and the children, don't already start fasting this week. And the child that was not prepared for that, as small as they were, don't they start fasting? Ah, you go down, you now 6 to 6, dry in a joke. And then, they begin, nah, 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 nah. don't go to eat meat for pot. They say, oh no, your fag will beat you. Yeah. Like, like, you are a child of the devil. You go to hell when you eat meat in the pot. True, you go go ahead if you teach me for Porto. That's the truth. If, if you steal, you go to hellfire. Whether you like to believe it or not. But at the end of the day, it's the approach. Do you understand? It's the approach. The same Jesus Christ that told somebody, Go, your sins are forgiven. And the person stand that walk. That's the same Jesus Christ that had to pick clay and rub on somebody's eye for the person to see. And ask him, what do you see He said, I see men walk like trees did the second time and the eye clear the same Jesus Christ that told lepers go and wash yourself in the pool of um, saloon and the same Jesus Christ in Portugal for, for temple you get but different approaches but every other every time he has been showing mercy so if they say they copy Jesus if pastors say they copy Jesus and they want to be like Jesus and they are like Jesus Christians know Christ like Christ why not the work Christ did? Is it every time Jesus was with Cain? Even when the Pharisees came to ask him about tax, then say, give us these hours and everything. After I finish, interpreter, go to the river, You're going to see a fish, take out the money and pay your tax. The different approaches. It is not every time you use the rod. And that has really, really affected the church. You know, it has affected Pastor training. in a way that I can't even. I can't even totally finish it in a day, so I was not happy. But I, 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 I like there was a time I was, I, I was having a conversation with my father recently, and we talked about it. I was like, Daddy, have, have you seen that when you used to this approach, it was better. I was like, my child, my son, is noisy. easy. i was like, yes, I understand that it's not easy. But let it be that when, we, when we tell you that first time, respond to it, respond to it too. So what? Well, that I I I know if you look at me, I felt bad. I felt terrible. I felt bad, but I forgive you. But at the end of the day, these things are to encourage us that we should not make the same mistakes. As pastors, tell others: this is what I went through. This is how you overcome these kind of things when they come up, even in sexual orientations. You know. They'll tell you, oh, you know, don't do this one. Oh, we'll give you the... And, fine enough, they won't tell you the reasons why. Don't be too lenient with your kids. I'm not saying be, be lenient with your kids. Look at, what, look at what David did with Amnon now. Amnon decided to sleep with his sister. And Absalom was watching the father. And after two years, the father did not do anything. He killed Amnon. Came for daddy's throne. And God promised David the throne. If not, Absalom for collect throne. Absalom died again. So it does not just make a whole lot of sense. You see, you know when to. There are sometimes you use the rod. There are sometimes you call the child and say, Come, no, 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 no. This is how it is. These are the consequences. You talk to the child first. So for me, well, it was not a funny experience. But I thank God that he has, he has improved. I have healed. He has healed too. And my siblings too.
0: Did it affect your relationship with your father? It did.
1: Yeah. I want to I always saw him as a pretender. Because I'm like, what are you doing in, in church? Yes, now I have to be like, Daddy, what are you doing in church? You know, that kind of that is already blocked up in my head. And it's not that he was doing punch like he was. It's already in my head that uh-uh. this man is praying for people, he's advising people not to steal. This man is on the pulpit preaching all these things. Will, will he preach like that to me? He's telling you, hey, your parents, don't provoke your children to anger. Daddy, what, what do you used still do in the house? So, you see that it is an unconscious like You see that with the frustration it has in church and all those things, and every evil, everything, he's praying, his fasting, his mental health, he's depressed financially, spiritually. He, where does that come off? It comes off on the children. When the children now grow up to, where does that thing vent off on their children? the thing that happened in the first generation trickles look at imagine jay-z being the grandchild you get there's another rapper outside the back to pastor the father has 12 children is it 12 or 13 children and the father was a pastor in church one of the elders married his sister the guy rebelled why every time the name of the rapper is the baptist you can go read about the story every time this elder would abuse the sister would beat up the sister, would do a lot of things to the sister. And this young man here, yeah, the Baptist, expecting that the father would speak up, won't speak up. Why? The elder has money. You don't want to lose him in church. And there's one song called, Deliver Me. Deliver Me I was telling the story of the sister. You could go check out the song. Lord, deliver me, for all I seem to do is hurt me. So, it wasn't the story of how his sister would cry in the kitchen while washing dishes. And he's crying and everything. So he had this belt-up thing in his head, like, I leave this preaching thing. <laughs> but now he's preaching. <laughs> you get But at the end of the day, he was like, no. They, they, they joke for you. I think one sent to each I think he went to the man and beat the man up once and left the house. And he ran like he became a, a fugitive and left the house. Left the siblings and what kind of thing. Like, is this life? Is this Christianity? So you see, all those things, they affect... Like, how can you be a pastor? The elder is beating your daughter. Just because he has money as an elder in your church, you are not doing anything. This girl might die. And they will say, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. What kind of talk is that? And then we that are in the house know what happens. What do you think would be our perception outside? What do you think will tell people when we grow up? Ripple effect. They don't think about that. Too much and all these kind of things. Let me come down even to Nigeria. Let's use a family, mm-hmm. one of the respected families that we, we love. No, you know, the Mount Zion movies, Mike Bamiloye. The, no, the things that we think is people are holier than down. no. They made their own mistakes. They made their own issues. Like, there were things that were happening, but the father has a way of, okay, come, let's do it this way. It's not, the father has say it now. It's not that I don't beat my children. But I do it with love. I do it with respect. Knowing that these people are people that came from heaven. God gave them to me. Because one day I'm going to give account of all these things. Everything God entrusted into my hand, I'm going to give account for them. So I'm doing this to that child. What will God say? When God asks me, how go I've been doing this speaking, did you start seeing this child smoke? And because daddies and mommies are not there for these children, when they start those tendencies, that is, and mommies don't see it until it gets full blown. And then a young pastor, your father does not even know what to do again. The child becomes useless and everything. But at the same time, God does not like remnants. When I mean God does not like remnants, there are still pastors that grow up better. Most of them eventually become pastors. So please, daddies, make time for your children. Ask them questions. Did boy toast you today? Did you see fine girl today? Did you steal meat from the pot? I remember mommy telling me you stole meat from the pot last week. Why? Are you hungry? Why didn't you tell mommy? Why need not you come and tell me? It's not good. What if the trumpet sounded while you were still in the meeting? You want to go to hellfire? That is better than you, this child. It's a job beat up in the child. okay, don't be beating. Don't be beating Ruby. So that is weird. So as I was saying, the church and mental health let us have times for pastors. Now, mental health is not just, it's not just, uh, they will be depressed. How about society? Now, funny enough, let me go to the US, we're coming back to Nigeria. In the United States, one of the pastors of the biggest congregation in the United States, Pastor Jared Wilson, is big on mental health advocacy. He committed suicide. That's not all. Here in Nigeria, a music minister and a pastor in an hallowed church. In Nigeria, committed suicide. Why? According to the story, he did not have money to pay his rent. Why would suicide be the next option? Because the devil goes around looking for who to devour. By the end of the day, if the church is there for them, if there's somebody that will help them, talk to your pastors. Talk to your pastor's kids. The pastor does not need to be the mentor to his kids. You understand? You can also become the mentor. To and when pastor Pekin come to me to tell you, say, Ah, Mom, see, you know, there are some people you just want to confide in. Okay, Mom, see, I beg. See what I do. You just carry and go blow with the pastor. Wah, bah, bah, bah. You know, don't give, and the man will be angry. Something like that. You were to lead in church. And then you're using the pastor's kid as an example. When the father goes back, what do you think would happen to that child? The child confided in you. Are we role models for these children? Did you see that child in the clubhouse or partying or smoking? And you said, no, father, why are you smoking? And the child tells you, what have you done? What have you contributed to the growth of that child? Your father is a pastor. Why are you doing that? You, okay, you, your child today is also joining me, that is supplying Your child is a supplier. Don't forget to. The, imagine the decon shouting that the pastor child is smoking. But the deacon's son is the supplier, he's the main plug.
0: Mm.
1: And at the end of the day, I take it happen now, like, sir, so why are you not monitoring? And then, funny enough, another thing is when they put this pastor on the pedestal, they don't look at their children too. They put a blind eye towards their children. The deacons, like every other time, a cast, a veil, don't cover their eyes. They can't see their children, they always think the pastor's child. How about your children? You know what I'm they smoke, meanwhile, they do cocaine. Now, nah, your son, they supply me. My son, had, why do you think me and your son are very close guys in church? Ah, big guy, I found ah. You know, as with shake, with exchange money and, uh, and, and pamphlets. You understand? They don't do that because the pastor's child, they always monitor that. The pastor's child does not need to fall. Ah! ah, ah. And then the child becomes depressed and everything and becomes so unnecessarily protective. Of ease or her secrets, you understand? But even God, no help that child, that child will go into oblivion and the talents, the gifts, everything will just be thrown into, into the abyss and you don't go. I always recently, the guy was rescued from attempting suicide. When they asked him, he said, No, that the church was too much. I mean, somebody very close, I can't mention the name. What happened? The child said that because the, the father was not there to to talk to, he was having meeting, crisis, you know, and all those kind of things. And because nobody was there, and he tried and everything, and nothing happened. But at the end of the day, my guy was like, okay, since nobody's there for me now, let me end this thing up. And they caught him, and he was like, why? That was when the father, first, the father wanted to be protective. Like, no, that um, holier attitude. Hey, you did not tell me, don't open up to me. The boy said to him, daddy, have you be effing. Asked us. I mean, he's a mighty pastor. Have you ever asked us what we go through in schools, what we go through in the hands of members, what we go through in the hands of our neighbors? Have you ever asked us? All you do is yes, and you, you come morning prayer every day. We pray, we pray in the morning, we pray, I wake up, pray in the midnight, pray everything. Have you asked us? No. All these things have a negative effect on the child, on the pastor himself. So please let's just try. You're a human being and then you're Christian, you follow God. Say so you follow God, do what God says, Lord. Whenever pastor fall, now that time where blogs will carry him. Blogs do like preacher man gists. Then too like him. Growing up, I became a like I finished a teenage age. I was still in school. I was trying to build up my life. And because at that time it was still affecting my mental health. I was like I came across a rapper called Emma i and uh, one of his secular, so I'm real, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not going to form a if I know they hear secular music. I hear but I, but by the grace of God, I, God has been helping me to put them up because the truth is that why we don't listen to secular music is just that I cannot go and sing Kukeri in front of the church, and the Holy Spirit will come down. It's not possible. So you listen to songs that will equip and build you up so, I came across the rapper and one of his albums, the, the Study of Self-Worth, Young Benzel was talking about his mental health. Funny enough, Emma Abaga, is also a pastor's child. And in one of the songs, the self-evaluation, that's the, the self-evaluation of himself, was talking about his mom. His mom first called him, eh, you remember now, your father, father sent you to school, you should not do play play, you know your father. So everything the mom was calling him to say was about his father. How his father would react, how his father would behave, how I would do this one. And if he listened to this, all I want to do is, he went on saying the kind of things he did. Now he said, I've, I, I'm, I've been depressed for a long time. I've been battling a deep depression, and nobody knows. But he said, after seeing te- his, his therapist and having a deep talk with his father, i mean like, Daddy, sit down. Daddy, and I now that the father was like, Whoa. So these things happen. He even said recently that, okay, so he, you know, the whole thing now, you have to be real on the podcast because everybody will relate to it. One of his friends died recently, and the friend was inflicted with an issue of not sleeping. She could not sleep. So he said that he himself is somebody that he can't sleep anyhow. Anyhow, if sleep comes, he goes sleep. Even if now, where did they play music? If they coming, go sleep. So the girl has been struggling to sleep. She could not. So one day, he said, okay now, if you sleep on my bed, you will sleep. His brother Jesse Jack too was in the interview. And Jesse just was just confirming. I, was like, I remember that day. He's not even told the story. So, the, the two times his father has caught him with a girl, he did not do anything. But the father said, I'm disappointed in you. It
0: took years
1: later that he now told the father, I did not actually do anything with that person. He now told the father what happened. I go, Oh, I was already judging you. I was already doing these kind of things to you. I was already thinking that you had spoiled my name. That was why I was angry with you. That's why I did those things that time. And I'm so sorry. I. Because those conversations are not being held. So the two parties the child and the pastor. Nothing. And the other thing is that we feel mental health is only for the poor of the world. In the church, it happens. People become schizophrenic. <laughs> Pastors become schizophrenic. Like they, they have hallucinations. So you see that, ah, pastor was doing a start degree. We don't want to help them. As I was saying, the church does not treat things from the roots. They treat it from the fruits. Why is this thing happening? We're supposed to ask those kind of things. Pastors are human beings. The pastor and the preacher is not God. Religion's first mistake. We are human beings. Too. I'm a human being too. Treat me with love. How you treat your son? How would you would preach to your son or your daughter? Treat me too that way.
0: Having who to talk to. You know, the pastor is always counseling everybody. Yes. He's always there for everybody. Yes. He, he's supposed to be there for you too. My
1: father? Yes, because oh, he's, he's she's my mother. Mm-hmm.
0: But because of the whole, oh, I need to serve the congregation, I need to make sure the ships don't scatter, yes. I need to be a good shepherd, somehow he forgets about the family. When you needed someone to talk to, when you needed to ask questions... You know that some things that happens in your life, and you're like, okay, I need to ask questions and find out what's going on. How do I deal with this? Or oh, this happen in school? How do I react to it? And you know all those discussions. Who did you have to discuss it with? Like, who did you speak about it with?
1: It was only my mom. It was only my mom. Like she, she was she it's like as at that time she was there, so she would sense it she'll build it up somewhere and then she i don't know how she did it she'll just keep all of them and then one day she'll call you sit down talk to me and now see that we can trust her that okay anything where we did i've never told my mom something i can't hear her pop up my mouth i'm like oh okay so i could bear with her mommy this is what I'm, i don't like what daddy did i don't like this thing that that child did to me i don't like what this sister is doing i don't like what that brother is doing to me and she's like that's why I say that she always she was the one that taught me, is it worth it? Play the 20 scenarios in your head, is any of them worth it? Ten years down the line, would you be proud that you took this step? My mom was that person. And then some few people, too. My godmom too was there. Ah I've stubborn. child, I've stubborn. So and I'm grateful to God because apart from my mom, my godmom played in vital role in me being cool-headed. How? She, she did not beat me, like, I would commit something, she will not beat, I don't. she will carry the Bible and show you a part of the Bible that talks about that and tell you, do you want this to happen to you? No. Do you want this to happen to you? say no. So at that point in time, I also put myself in the and be like, okay, this is not what God wants from me. And that was it. Those two people, those two women, played a vital role in my life. So pastors, una know, Na Mario? And children, you can talk to your mom too. But if you can't talk to your mom, there are people in church too that you know that are okay. And before you tell them everything, you tend to test them with the simple ones and see how they will respond and how they will deal with it. Even pastors' kids don't trust their fathers. Most of them don't even trust their mothers enough. Most of them don't even trust their uncles enough. So when they go outside and find solace in that guy that gives them or in that girl that gives them, uh, you know, wisdom quotes. And he's smoking and he's giving you wisdom quotes. And then you apply what he's saying and he's helping you a little bit, you would tend to tilt more towards that person. Don't say that person is a smoker. Don't be friends with him. Yes. Yes, daddy. No problem. I will not go. When you do all these things to your kids, you know, it helps your kids to be extra crafty. Oh Jesus Christ. They will find extra ways to do the evil they want to do. They'll be so creative in doing evil. So when say, do says, hey, don't, don't go there. Me and the person, if I want to, we will now design ways of where we will meet. Let's go and fetch water. Two of us will always be going together to go and fetch water. If one of us does not see each other, we will not go and fetch water. And then we will talk about it. Man, in church yesterday, this one. I not have any person to talk to. Even my mom, too, was not there all the time. So when I have those conflicting issues, what did I do? Most of them taught me bad things. Most of them taught me good things. The truth is that you have to see. You have to, as I said, which one is worth it. You have to see it. I'm like, okay, I'll go with this one. How do you know the one that is good you know that 10 years down the line would i be proud of this act i want to do 10 years ago i'm like okay i'm clean i have clean records so that's how i did i trusted my mom trusted my godmom. very few people and i found so lazy music and i was always talking to myself <laughs> and then yes i trusted god enough you know at some point it was like ah, nobody can understand now and I said, okay, so let me start talking to this person that they call God now. Let's see. And I found peace. And I found hope. We can be free, actually. We can be free from all this. Like, we can be free. Yes. We can be free. And you see that pastors, most pastors children get into depression, get into drugs, get into prostitution, get into... When I mean prostitution, I mean both the male and the female prostitution. They get into Yahoo. They going to. Crime life, you understand every other thing, they find creative ways to do evil. Why? Very simple neglect. On the part of the father, on the part of the mother, on the part of the siblings, on the part of the church. Feeling that they, you are superhumans, there's where they will inject you. You think the pastor most time sleeps only four hours in a day out of 24 hours. And then he's, he's attending to the church matters the next 20 hours or 18 hours. Most time they don't even eat. I know what those kind of stress can do to human beings. It will to trip up and we all have our limits. Uh, we all have our breaking points. So what do we do at that point? Well, God will help us. Has God helped me?
0: Did you ever try speaking with your dad? Did you try to talk to him about your problems and concerns about the
1: neglect? This was later on. It was not doing the great stages, so, as I was saying, I had my mom and my godmom So, and some people. That's, it was later on in life that we now sat i and be like, see all those things we used to do, those are not worth it, that day I did not like it. I wanted it to be this, but he did not do it. I wanted to be like this and you did not. I would have been a footballer, my father did not allow me. My father did not allow me to be a footballer. We were like, you want to get play ball? You want to go play ball? He would stop me from going out to play ball. I remember when his scouts came to, I'll mention the place him. It's a pool. My friends. I yeah. was a very good footballer. Young man, come come, come, come outside. Find it. We sneak out of the house. I snuck out of the house. <laughs> Guess what? My came My in. father was around there. <laughs> he was not around though. He was coming back from a trip. And he heard that there was something there. So he stopped by and said, okay. And my mom was not around. So I was just like, let me just get out of the house. But I, because of seeing him, I ran back. I just get out of courage. Just... So while I was going back to the field the second time, what are you doing here? No problem, we'll meet in the house. <laughs> so I lost everything that day. So my friends were not even happy with me. That was how I lost the dream of becoming a footballer. I was that good at football. I am a small person. Always easy to evade defenders. And it was tricky. I could jump as high as possible. I was, and I was small enough to evade people. So you could not just temporarily Just you know how messy he plays now. It's very hard for people, even tall, huge defenders to even cage him. I was that small. So a dream is being shattered because of what? Unnecessary, when he was not there, that I would talk with him. It was later on in life that I, I sat him down and told him a few things, how I felt. And he apologized. I also apologized to him too. You know, we have to forgive too. So I forgave him. He forgave me too. Because there were some things that I also did out of ah uh, the teenage life and all those kind of things but i thank god that i had to go through that process it was painful and i pray nobody goes through that so i'll be able to share this story today to tell others see we we need to find a way and heal
0: did you ever try to be rebellious yes. just to get attention
1: yes i fought so many times in church this is the funny thing he will not beat that child I if you start and everything and he's done but at the end of the day, Nami would go collect even when the picking started. At some point, I was like, I'm not going to do that fasting. go going to eat that Gary and Subhi will come and catch me eating it. That 30 night, I'm not going. I'm going to go back to the church and sleep. Do your worst. I became like that. I know Pastor Shuen. that became that will Do your worst. Is it not beating? Most of them, they will threaten you with it. The- I would disown you. Were you there? Most of them that are into business and everything. Were you there? When the child started having these tendencies, were you there? Mommy, were you there? No. We just feel that, eh, because I'm giving you the word of God every day. You need to be an example to the believers in words. In, eh, let no man despise that. Somebody needs to see an example to follow. So the example you're giving me, is that, is that the one you want me to follow? i we carry pillows. I'm like, making no See, this thing don't vex me. Our fasting will be two weeks fasting and we, we for house, we don't need do three weeks fasting and most times he would bring food to the house and take care of them in the fasting they are very hungry they will give them food but pastor's children they will not eat food which of life be that he's <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not, it's joking something but in Yenay-Binam, we grew out of it and we learned and I pray and I'm making plans to become a better father I'm telling my friends my siblings let's do better let's become good men and women our children can confide in us and tell us that, okay, mommy, I stole pen at school. I'm telling you, ah, why? I did not have pen. Please, anytime you lack pen, come and tell me. And make sure you take care of your pen. Don't be careless about it. Do you understand? Say yes. It will raise the confidence of that child. Even if I want to steal, my mom will not be happy. God will not be happy. And let's not put that issue of, uh, God will not be happy. I mean, my mom will not be happy. God sees all of us. God sees everywhere. Right? So let's keep him as the focal point. Whenever you want to do that, then just raise your hand and say, ah, tsk, one eye, they look me. So that's another thing that helped me too. Why would you make children, your children, I can't even talk about the ones you did to my siblings. Sir. How would you make children go through that? Because you want them to be an unnecessary example to other children in the church. Allow these children to grow, make the mistakes, correct them. The truth is that when you correct them with love, they will learn better. When you correct them with every time they rot, every time you, ah to not work out. They grew up to be wild people. The opposite direction. But thanks be to God, we healed. Thanks be to God, we, we became better and we are becoming better people. Thanks be to God, we're exposed to people. We knew people that had the word that could mentor us. Like my mom, my godmom, a few people around us that could say no. Most times, pastors struggle. Who listen to the pastor? If a pastor is struggling with sexual lust, one pastor one time said he asked one of our big dads one time like that. Daddy, please. Uh, I want to ask a question. May you not be like saying, nah, "I only me." Uh, Daddy, have you in your entire life Look at another woman that is not your wife? Lost me. The man laughed and said, "I'm a human being. The human factor sets in. But when we look like that, the Holy Spirit is one that pokes our head. Come back. And with that, we start to create standards, create paraplay, like things that will be like you can't hit beyond this boundary. If anything that hits that boundary, it would set off an alarm. Imagine if he did not experience that and tell the junior one like that. You feel that uh, anybody that has that kind of thing, he cannot recover. He cannot. He's a sinner and all those kind of things. The sin of stealing, lust, greed, covetousness. Because the pastor's child will be like, uh-uh, I'm wearing um, Christmas shoes he bought since three years ago, and that child. But they ne- what will happen? They will come and meet your father, and your father will be like, Oh, this child is suffering too. Don't worry. This is my last ten thousand. Collect, go and buy shoes for your child. And you will there, I'll be like, What is this man doing? so you know sister I, nah like three years ago he last buy a christmas shoe for me or he buy a christmas note or two years ago and so those things affected us and it affected my religious beliefs and how I perceived God that God was partial like he has his paper right? but at the end of the day it also pointed me towards go at like I had to seek for help I had to talk to God like if you dare you you gotta got sort out most of these things though. and God sorted them out and I'm happy today I said yeah, to tell this story, and I'm smiling today. You know, before funny, you, uh, you ask, end uh, up uh, you go know, you go know what's up, you go know what's in the happen.
0: How did you heal from all those wounds, the whole trauma, and how did you change your mindset about the whole situation?
1: Let this mind that is in Christ be in you, right? Very good. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are honest, think on these things. And I learned that you have to forgive. I learned that the forgiveness is not just for the person, it's for you too. It's just that because of the pressures, the church has made you to be like that. The organization you're under has still allowed you to be like that. So for me, I was like, Psh. I read the Bible. I listened to a lot of songs. I read experiences of other pastors' children and how pastors dealt with it, I learned how to forgive. There's a scar I have and my father gave it to me. I can't forget it because it was, it was something very wrong. I fought in church. And it's, not, it's not like I, I did the thing. Somebody, these children, and they come to poke pastors' children that they will fight and they will tell others and everything. So I knocked the child out. My father came back and God, this scar is on my, my right hand. My father, you owe God. What if I did to me that day, But by the grace of God we've healed. And how did I heal? As in fact, and I've said before, I learned that I have to forgive. I learned that these things are just face. Although most most children, most pastors, students have not survived their face. You've heard about pastors beating their children to death, right? Like that's where they are venting their anger. You know. I think of them like if I don't forgive this man, how would I carry this kind of things? Generally, now I'm going to go deep into church now. When you don't forgive somebody. You will not see the good things this person is doing for you. The moment you forgive, you will see the good things and the good qualities that this person has that can help you. How did I know that his mental health was at stake? My father had to go to see a therapist. He had to talk to my mom. My mom had to bring somebody to the house. Somebody like his father, you know, started to talk to him and everything. And the children, so he does not react like that to kids and us anymore like that. So imagine that somebody past doesn't want to subject themselves. They feel they're always correct. I'm always in the spirit. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. If you have that kind of father, kind of strict father, I saw a trend on on TikTok. People were talking about how strict parents raise the the most corrupt kids. When you build a cage around a tiger, a tiger is a tiger. It has those stripes. The tiger will be scheming ways. All the time of the tiger in in that cage is to scheme ways to do more evil, to get out of it, and the day you release that tiger, if you know, if you know, chop like twenty people were well been dead. Well, you know, so it goes on the rampage. But then you see, it's it's bad. Pastors, if you don't forgive your children, and your children don't forgive you, no matter the amount of prayers you pray for your children, it you won't work. No matter the amount of prayers your child prays for, it won't work because there's something. The devil is accusing you people about something in front of God. Prayers parents are supposed to go to God, be, And the devil is telling God, I <laughs> see them. They are together saying God should bless each other and they are angry with themselves. Little foxes and secret faults. Daddies and mommies, when you are wrong, apologize to your children. Most of my father will be wrong. We don't have to apologize to us. African parents, No, they need to, uh, pastors, you need to do that. They, they, they have to apologize to us. And you too, when you are wrong, apologize to your dad, apologize to your mom. You know, let there be that synergy. Let there be that synchronization among everybody. You know, let us have that. Let love return. Let us, let us love each other as God wants us to love each other. Let us treat each other right. Members, treat your pastor well. Pastors, treat your members Your Pastors, treat your children well. And children, treat your dad well. Buying those fruits, buying those nice things, you know. Buy those nice things. That is buy your children those nice things. Though. That person that comes to the house and begs for money and then you give you if they have 10k. Give them five. Carry five. Go and buy things too for your children. When you tell them that, it will show that, oh, this man really loves me. This man, out of even all this stress, loves me. This woman loves me. These children they love me. Let's become better people. Let's spread the message of love. God is love. We can't worship a God that is love. And live all our lives as hate. And when the person is six feet below, we we'll asked how oh, he was a nice man. I loved my father. No, it does. I have to have the, like you need those conversations. Let's have conversations. Let's stop talking and have conversations.
0: Thank you so much for listening, and please do well to subscribe to our channel and share to other social media platforms.